Podcast One. In 10 years, today's guest has turned a $2 million marketing spend into $25 million in revenue. Ka-ching! And he joins us to share his secret sauce. It's a chin-scratching episode 504 of the award-winning Small Business Big Marketing Podcast. Well, I say, welcome to the Small Business Marketing Show, where successful small business owners share their souls to take your marketing straight to the lead. Now, here's your host, Mr. Tim Bowie. And welcome back to your weekly dose of Marketing Made Easy. I'm your host, Timbo Reed, you, infinitely more importantly, are a motivated business owner and hopefully you are ready to crank out some great marketing to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire it absolutely deserves to be. And, and that's exactly what we do around here. But if you want more, you can join our free Facebook group, which many have, to discuss the learnings from each episode with myself and others just like you. Just search for Small Business Big Marketing Tribe on Facebook. Big episode today. My most downloaded guest of the past 12 months, Cham Tang of Authentic Education, is back to share six new marketing ideas that are working for him right now. This week's Monster Prize Draw winner has implemented a client retention idea that has led to a solid increase in his revenues. And I let you in on next week's guest, who I've got to tell you, I am rather excited to share with you. As per usual, team, there is marketing G-O-L-D dripping from the ceiling over here at Small Business Big Marketing's HQ. So let's get stuck right in. Hey, you know how I said I was very excited to tell you about next week's guest. I'm not going to wait till the end of the episode. Next week, we chat with a fellow by the name of Sebastian Terry. He has a business, although he would argue it's not a business. It is. It's called 100 Things. It was put together as a result of one of his best mates dying 10 years ago. Seb asked himself, why aren't I happy? I want to live my life fully. So he's put this list of 100 things together. Now it's a reality TV show. It's a documentary on ESPN and Discovery. He's doing like 60 keynotes a year around the world. He gets publicity whenever he wants it. And it's just an awesome, awesome business and idea and movement that is created. That is next week on the Small Business Big Marketing Podcast. But right now, let's meet today's guest. Cham Tang is his name, and he's the co-founder of Authentic Education, which is a multi-million dollar training company specializing in helping business owners like you take back control of your marketing, which, if I know you well enough, may be frustrating you, but that's why you're listening to this show. Uh, now, since launching in 2010, Cham has spent $2 million bucks on marketing that's generated him $25 million in revenues. And you'll know Cham because we've had him on the show a year ago. In fact, uh, the most downloaded episode of the past 12 months. Um, his business has also been awarded by BRW Magazine, a BRW Fast 100 company, not once but twice. That's no mean feat. Now, today, Cham's here to share six marketing ideas that are working for his business right now in the middle of this global crisis we're all battling to navigate our way through. In fact, despite authentic education historically being a live event business, it's actually thriving 
with his profit margins increasing by 25% during these tough times. Plus, Chams managed to keep all 15 staff on full pay and full hours. He's doing something right, which we're about to hear. I started off by asking Cham how he's done it. First off, we went through the stages of like denial and grief and loss. But once we kind of hooked into solution mode, we started finding that this whole social distancing thing works in our favor when we use a whole bunch more videos. So we've just been focusing on building relationships with people like we've done before, but utilizing technology now and going with the times instead of fighting it off and thinking, ah, I wish we could do live events and that kind of thing. Because, I mean, for a business like yours, that is both, you know, it is around events and bringing people together and you are forward thinkers. What was your hesitation around adopting that technology prior to being forced to? I think a lot of it in hindsight was BS, as in my own belief systems of like, people don't want to sit at home and watch a a one-hour webinar or a one-day webinar. So get this, we've done eight-hour webinars and people are more engaged now than they were during a live event. So so I'm quite surprised. And then for our courses, we used to run six-day courses that were live events, but now we've run a six-day event on Zoom eight hours a day. And people have found when we did a poll, over 80% of people said they would prefer the Zoom. Now that they've done it and they were like kind of, I guess, forced to do it, they would prefer it as opposed to going back to how it was. So just the belief systems that I had, like they won't pay attention, they won't be into it. It's just amazing. I mean, that breaks every rule. I mean, where would you read in a manual anywhere that an eight-hour webinar is a good idea? What do you, you clearly must uh, host them in a way that's very engaging. Is there a particular, not that I'm suggesting everyone do long-form webinars, but it does challenge what we know. Definitely. So when you're forced to, I mean, the thing I kind of like about this situation we're in, if there is something to like, is we're forced now to put our thinking cap on and realize our potential. So it's amazing what people can do when they have to. Like some of my students, now that they're forced to do Facebook ads because networking doesn't work, they realize they can do it. <laughs> that's, that's the amazing thing. So similar to this, we realize you can run a highly engaging event. I'll give you some of the benefits. People didn't realize, us included, that the engagement would be stronger because it's one person looking at another person via camera. So some people forget that it's not a webinar with 50 other people. Some people just forget that and they think it's a one-on-one call just like they've been doing with their mother or sister and stuff like that. Mate, you are here not only because you have uh, been one of the success stories in managing the business, navigating the business through Corona, but you have six marketing initiatives or ideas that you're going to share with us that are working for you and authentic education right now. So uh, that's pretty interesting, buddy. And number one is using video as an education tool for all three stages of the marketing funnel, awareness, consideration, conversion. Explain that. Well, if we pair back marketing to what it really is, it's building relationships with people until they're ready to buy. So how do people build relationships now? Yeah, sure, we're physically distanced, but we're still human beings. Like We still have a social need for connection. And the best way to do that is through video. In the past, like if you had asked three months ago or three years ago, hey, let's all do these Zoom calls, there was just so much resistance. People would be like, what's Zoom? Uh, Does my hair look okay? What about my webcam? The lighting, the microphone, the downloading the app and getting used to the technology and meeting invite. But now everyone's just over that. Like I think most people have done, like myself, more Zoom calls and more video calls in the last couple of months 
than actual phone calls. So it's just so easy for people. And that opens up this opportunity for marketers because the best way to build a relationship is through video. It's the most engaging thing. So if you just look at all the social media channels, if you look at Facebook stories, IGTV, YouTube, Instagram TV, which I mentioned IGTV, it's all video. It's the most engaging form of marketing. So we're using it everywhere, like you mentioned in the three stages. Give, give us an example. Just, I mean, many business owners don't think in those three stages of the funnel. So how are you using video in awareness? So let's say with education, we, we all want people's time these days. We all want their attention to build a relationship with people, but they don't have time for you because you're not giving something that's very interesting. If all the ads and social that you're putting out there is buy my stuff, I've got a special, contact me now, they're not interested in that. So we need to educate our potential client. We need to educate the prospect. The best way to do that is through video. So if you just think about your product or service, they've got questions. Before they hit the buy button, they've got questions. So whatever those questions are that are top of their mind, answer them in an educational video to build a relationship. Oh, Cham, you are talking my language. This is beautiful. I mean, I talk about this in my book, The Boomerang Effect. And if you want to actually, listeners, if you want to know where to put those videos that Cham's talking about, go and create a knowledge center or a learning hub in the primary navigation bar of your website and just list every question you've ever been asked and go about answering each one in a way that is really helpful and compelling. And as Cham has alluded to, in the awareness part of bringing customers into your business, that is an awesome way to do it. Cham, you then talk about using video during the consideration phase. How? So with the consideration phase, we now need a lot more time to explain our background, our product or service. And you can't really get that time unless you're educating people. Like you can't get people to start considering your product or service unless you've got five minutes, 50 minutes, sometimes a few hours of, of their time. So this education process is like a one-hour webinar or a two-hour webinar or if you're game, you know, an eight-hour webinar, but I wouldn't start there. Like it's a bit much for most, <laughs> no. for most people. So yeah, just more education. I mean, marketing really is for us in the information age these days and the influence age, just teaching, teaching, helping, helping, helping. And by the way, if you want to know more, go here. Absolutely. And this is this concept. If you want a mindset, listeners, it's about pushing people, stop pushing people away with those sales messages of buy now, closing soon, end of financial year. And instead, and there's a role for that, but pull people towards you as Cham is talking about, pull, visualize. You are pulling people towards you because you are being helpful, because you are interesting, because you are solving a problem that your prospects have. And this is when people lean into you. I'm loving it, Cham. The, The third part of the funnel conversion. I think there's a fourth part, which would be post-purchase, but talk to me about conversion and video. So conversion, this is how it happens. I call it the three T's. First, we need time. Then we build trust. Then we've earned the right to ask for a transaction. So we get time by educating people. As you educate them, you build the trust. And now you've built enough trust and they're considering your product or service, you've earned the right to ask for a transaction. So these three T's, it happens all in one webinar or happens all in one Facebook Live. So they're tuning in and you've got their time because you said you're going to deliver value. You deliver a whole bunch of value, which is trust, trust, trust. And then last, hey, if you want to know more, there's this thing that might suit you, go here, the transaction part. And that's where a lot of people like you are just saying to your point, Tim, they're focused just on the sale, 
But if you spend $100 on Facebook ads or any form of marketing, only 3% of people are ready to buy now. So $97 is a waste of money. But if you focus on the other 97%, they're opening to hearing about solutions, not sales pitches, but actual solutions. And then the sales pitch can come later. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Do you think there is a role for video? And there probably will be, uh, post-purchase. So once you've kind of, once once the deal's done, I mean, many business owners just go, okay, that's that customer gone. Let's go and find the next one. But what about video? I would, can I, if I could suggest something, because it's a question to you uh, on notice, is that um, I interviewed the fellow, Matthew, who started Bonjoro, which is that great video app. I interviewed Matt a few months ago. And, you know, uh, if you're in the service business, then a great thing to do would be through Bonjoro is send a, you know, a thank you to a customer who's bought from you, you know, particularly if it's a high involvement purchase decision. Yeah, for sure. I mean, video everywhere because you can deepen relationships with video. And the great thing about video is you can record it. So now we start to get into systemization. I mean, it sounds clinical, but systemized relationships in set and forget format like, it's a marketer's dream, isn't it? Well, according to uh, Michael Gerber, who was a past guest on this show, you know, that's, it's, actu- it's actually everything, systemizing the business. I- I'm loving this, Cham. You're talking my language. I also love the way you guys at Authentic have acronyms for things because it's a great way to teach. I was on one of your webinars earlier this week with your business partner. His name is... Benj- Benjamin J. Harvey. I love the, I always love a middle initial. And uh, it's not Benjamin <laughs> J. Harvey, the second or the third, is it? Or something like that. <laughs> no, it's But he not. was using some acronyms and it's a great way to learn. Um, we are talking to Cham Tang from Authentic Education. If you're loving what he's putting down, and I am, he's got another five great marketing ideas to share. But if you do want more and you want to attend one of his free one-day webinars, go to Authentic.com dot com dot au forward slash timbo and uh you'll get the deal of a lifetime cham the second idea again i'm loving this it's working for you guys is to be the face of your business explain that's right i know some of your listeners might tighten up a little bit as soon as i say face they're like i don't don't want people to see my face but let's bring it back marketing is about building relationships it's hard to build a relationship if people don't see your face like imagine going on to eHarmony or some dating website and you don't want to put your face there. Like you don't have to put your face there, but if you don't, you're going to get a lot less clicks. I mean, let's say Facebook. It's called Facebook <laughs> because they want you to put your face out there. So as an example, I've gone one step further. Here's a, here's a quite uh, good hack for your listeners. If you're going to place a Facebook ad, don't do it off a company page. I used to place ads from Authentic Education and have our logo, which is a little flower in the corner, but it's not as personal. So I created a Facebook page called Cham Tang, and now the ad appears in people's newsfeed with my face. So the only thing differentiating all the other posts from your friends and me is one little word that says sponsored. Everything else looks the same. And that's where you want to get to. I love that. Can I just understand that? That's a, I think that's a really good hack. What you're saying is uh, don't run ads off your Facebook company page because it will grab the logo that's in your little, your avatar, uh, which will be generally a logo and not very personal. Whereas if you do it off your personal page, it'll be a photo of you. I like that. People will have their guard up straight away. They'll say logo, company name, must be an ad, right? Um, don't pay attention. Yeah, totally people buy from you. And I love the fact that you talk about putting yourself as the face of the business is a competitive advantage in a world where being different 
seems to be pretty difficult these days, and it always has in marketing. You know, what is your point of difference? But you're right. I mean, in most categories, you know, plumbers, masseurs, accountants. I mean, it is. Put your face to your business. Uh, especially if you're a service-based business. I mean, it works for products too, but if people don't see your face, all they're going to see is the price. That's the only thing they've got to compare because there's no relationship there. And you mentioned competitive advantage. Yeah, 100% right. Because the fact that potentially if you're scared to do it right now, your competition is scared too because it's a natural fear to have. So if you just use a bit of mindset shift or per- like I love personal development, you just use some of the personal development stuff you've learned in the past to get over yourself one time and you'll have a competitive advantage for a lifetime. I really see presenting to a camera right now, it's the shortest path for all the personal development you've ever done to turn a profit easily. Totally agree. Uh, and listeners, if you want to learn a bit more about that, their past uh, past guest, Jules Lund, who used to be a presenter on Getaway. Uh, I asked Jules, he, he, you can imagine how many hundreds and hundreds of short videos he's produced. He gave us some awesome tips from um, having an in and an out uh, bookmarking what you're going to say on video. But the one I love the most, Cham, Jules talked about was when he first realized he was going to have to do a lot of uh, videos on national television, he stood up on a bin in Chapel Street, which is a main street in Melbourne, and had a guy on the, on the camera on the other side of the road and Jules spoke loudly and presented from this bin and he kind of figured, you know, the bin purely was just a raised platform, but he figured if he could do that, then it's going to be easier everything else that he does. So um, there are some video hacks that you can learn from that interview with with Jules Lund. I mean, a, a side one that people will really appreciate is the, the common thing, the common first hurdle to presenting is what do I say? How am I going to remember what to say? So with video, it becomes easier. So I encourage everyone to just use their phone. There's a couple of apps I'll shout out to everyone. If you use an Android, I use one called Nano Teleprompter, N-A-N-O Teleprompter. For iPhone users, it's called teleprompter for video. And this overlays the words you want to say on your screen. So as you're looking at the camera, you can see yourself, but over the top of seeing yourself, you can see these words show up. And that should eliminate the first hurdle. I mean, I know there's a lot of others and we teach a whole thing on presenting. But yeah, the first thing is how do I remember what to say? Just use this teleprompter. It's it's going to save you so much time and stress. All these little hacks, Cham, do you, you, do you share in these webinars? Oh, yeah, 100%. Oh, mate, I love that. Authentic.com.au forward slash Timbo is where you can go and register. The next idea, Cham, is evergreen funnels. Now, technical, that's very technical. What do you mean by evergreen and what do you mean by funnel? I know we mentioned that word previously. All right, so evergreen, similar to trees that never go brown, they're always green. Evergreen means it's it's always ready to go. So as an example, um, you know, you never have to switch it off. So if you place an ad, let's say I do events, but it goes for everyone. If you place an ad, you never want to put things that can turn old. You never want to say, here's a Christmas special for 2020. Why? Because you can't run that ad again in 2021. I want to be able to just switch it on and off like a tap. So same with events. You can have them evergreen because there's never any identifying information in them. They're always current, present, and ready to go. A funnel is just a set of steps that turns a prospect into a, a paying client. So if we put them together, sorry to get technical, technical, but an evergreen funnel is something you can have running 24-7 in your business that flows not just new clients to you, but new, sorry, not just new prospects, but actually new clients. So with video, we're able to do this now. I mean, the really great thing about video and Zoom and social distancing and everyone's reliance on it, 
the line between real and recorded is very blurry. People don't understand. Once you've been watching me for 30 minutes or listening to the podcast, you just find that it's real. Your brain forgets that it's a recording, which is fantastic. So we've been using this service called EverWebinar. It gets a recording of you doing a webinar and then just allows people to book in at certain days and times, sends them the reminder email, all of that. It's happening at eight o'clock tomorrow, whenever it is. And it just rolls out 24-7 for you. So you only have to do things one time, but you get the results multiple times. Set and forget, essentially. Cham, a lot of the things we talk about, and, and often the things that I talk about on this show, I think, oh, that would be really easy for a service-based business to implement because I am a service-based business and I sort of look at it through my own eyes. Um, but I do feel for the product guys and girls out there who are listening, do you have a client within Authentic that does sell a product and um, is using an evergreen funnel effectively? Question on notice, but... Yeah. So as an example, there was a lady who came and she sold suits. So she said made to measure suits. But when people buy a made to measure suit, they've still got questions. Like you talk about products, think of almost every infomercial ever made. 30 minutes of education and sales pitch, obviously, but they were all products. The George Foreman grill or the Ab Cruncher 6000, these are all products. So to say, a webinar or education-based selling doesn't work with a product, just look at almost every infomercial. So back to this lady who sold measure-made suits, what we actually did, created a a 30-minute webinar explaining the pros, the cons, all the questions you've got, the service, how it works, what the material is, all the questions that they were hunting around the internet to find anyways. And at the end, it's a call to action. But by the time people have built that relationship with you and you've explained how your materials are different to others, your five-step process that you use, it's very difficult for them to just think to themselves, you know what, I like that person, but I'm still going to search on the internet. (laughs) It's just a very hard conversation. Like when I flew around all across Australia, back when we were allowed to, I did a 10-city tour. This is the marketing made easy one you're talking about. So at the end, when people are thinking, should I go and do more marketing stuff with Cham? They don't, it's either yes or no. It's not really, let me Google something first and come back to it because the relationship is already there and they know I'm no longer a commodity because every, my, my system on how I teach things, like time, trust, transaction, it's not easy to just compare. And I already like this guy. I have a sense that he's the real deal. So I'm just going to go with him or I'm not. I don't mean to piss in your pocket too much, Cham, but you give so much, at at Authentic, you do give so much away that even if you actually spent no money with Authentic, like the webinar I attended the other night was a 50-minute webinar. Uh, You said it was going to be 50 minutes. It was right on 50 minutes. And I walked away with a bucket load of stuff that I could implement. And my point here is that a lot of the marketing that we talk about on this show and that you're talking about, Cham, about being helpful, about solving problems, does require you to give away your knowledge as the business owner. But I've said this before on the show, and Cham, I'm sure you've got a point of view which I'd love to hear is give it away, knowing that you're going to build a tribe of long-term loyal customers who love what you do because you've been so helpful, they'll be less price sensitive and they'll be more inclined to talk about you to others. Give it away. Give it away and and they'll want more because if you don't give it away, they won't come knocking. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Yeah, exactly. The chili peppers. But you can only give away so much. That's the beauty of it. Like I can't give away one-on-one sessions and support with me. I can't give away a tailored marketing plan. Like 
I can't give that away on a podcast or YouTube video or blog post or anything like that. So you want to give away as much as possible, but there's only so much you can give away with a YouTube video, just like with the lady who made suits. She can give away all of her information and knowledge and all that stuff, but she can't give away an actual suit fitting and a tailor-made suit. She can't give that away. Just like I can't give away you know, the actual steps from one to 26 on how I place a Facebook ad over a podcast because it just doesn't work. So that's why I need to demonstrate it with people. So there's always more stuff you can give away without holding back. Well, let's keep giving stuff away, Chan, because hopefully uh, those listening are getting great value. Um, your next tip number four around marketing that's working for you right now, Facebook ads. Uh, you're saying Facebook ads and the fact that they're, they're very cheap at the moment or continue to be cheap. Now, just so people know, you are a Facebook what? A Certified professional planner, which means Facebook does this whole, yeah, they certify people. So you go into Facebook on a regular basis to get updates with training. You, you, are, you have an inside look. So what can you tell us about making our Facebook ads ads work? So right now, the main thing is to get in there and actually start placing ads. There's never been a better time because we've got 45% people are spending longer amounts of time on social media. And there's a lot more people on there scrolling through their feed, but a lot less businesses advertising. So if you know how the way Facebook works, it's an auction system, supply and demand. There's a whole bunch more supply because people are on social, less demand, less businesses, ads are cheaper, about 25% cheaper. So now's the time to do it. Sometimes even more than that, I've been placing ads right now for a shorter webinar I've been doing about coronavirus and we're getting $6 registrations. Normally that's $18, Tim. It's six bucks now. Like, I don't know what else you want, but your your return on investment triples if your ad cost is a third the price. Like, it's ridiculous. Um, you mentioned this in our interview last year, but just remind us, Facebook ads library. The Facebook ads library, yeah. So this is a critical hack that I teach all my students. If you go to facebook.com forward slash ads forward slash library, because of the whole election thing that happened with Trump and the Russians and all that stuff, Facebook wanted more transparency. So they introduced this library, which allows people to see the ads that other people are placing, when they started placing the ads, who placed the ads, what country the administrators are in. But this allows marketers now to go to your competition or other people in your industry, see what ads they're placing and essential, essentially what we call funnel, funnel hacking. So you just figure out what they're doing. You can click their ads, see what page it goes to. Here's the kicker, see when it started. So the older the ad, if they started an ad in January 2020 and it's still running today, they're getting results. Yeah. So pay, very, pay close attention to this ad. It's just a fantastic thing to do that not many people even know exists really. One of the things with Facebook, and then again, it's, it's an advertising channel. And with advertising, you know, there are a lot of variables. You've got to get the headline right. You've got to get the link right. You've got to get the image right. You've got to get your body copy right. You've got to have it go to a page, a landing page that's relevant to what you're advertising. There are so many variables as if you were running an ad in the local paper. Is it reasonable to think that a small business owner today could and should do it themselves or do they really need to employ someone like you or a social media agency? It is possible for them to learn on the job and kind of do it, but it's just a lot of trial and error. My advice is to get some type of a mentor that's been there and done that and then learn from them. So just shortcuts everything. Um, Should they do it? 100% yes. Yeah, sure. It's hard to, I mean, if you're a business owner, it's hard to start a business, but it's hard to do all these things on the Facebook ads, but you only have to get it right one time. Get it right one time and then you get the results 
forever. That's the main thing to keep in in mind. If you're loving what Cham Tang of Authentic Education is sharing with us right now, then I'd encourage you to join his webinar, authentic.com.au forward slash Timbo is where you can do that. And they're running all throughout June and July. Cham, this next idea, I find really interesting. It's a very, very old school idea, SMS marketing. You know, I know with my phone, it's the place where I get the least amount of marketing messages. I look at my email, I look at my Facebook, I look at my social media, it's all over the place, but I'm actually not getting that many push messages from advertisers. And you're saying you can send thousands for 10 bucks a month. Yes, thousands for 10 bucks a month. So what I use is a SIM card from Belong Mobile. You can get it from Boost Mobile as well. Unlimited text, even to many other countries, like we text New Zealand as well for 10 bucks a month. The reason it's text is Email open rates, if you've been doing marketing, I've been doing it for over a decade, the open rates have just declined. The rise of social media has meant the decline of email marketing. So the average open rate now is more about 15%. Whereas when I started, sometimes I'd get like 65%, but then it dropped to 50, 30. Now it's around 15%. But with SMS, the open rate is like 95% of people will open their SMS. But the people don't do it. Marketers and business owners don't do it because of the costs, because it costs you about 10 cents typically to send one SMS. And when I say one SMS, Tim, that's 160 characters. You, don't, you can't really say much in 160 characters. Whereas I can SMS 30,000 people a 320 character SMS for $10 a month. <laughs> like, just the cost alone. There's a, there's a little bit of hack. You have to have a specific type of phone and you have to, it's, you got to jailbreak or root the phone. It's just a, a, a kind of a technical thing. But once that's done, just like everything else, once you crack that, code, you can have the system for life and you leave your competition in the dirt. Oh, gee, that's a tease. So, okay, there is a bit of a there is a bit of a but here. So, you've got a jailbreak that you need a specific type of phone, and you've got a you jailbreak at night, which is not something any of us can do. I'll give you another way to do it. If if your listeners don't have thousands and thousands of people and they're willing to wait a, a amount of time, you get an app on an Android phone. It's called Bulk SMS, and you can use that app to send out SMSs, but you just got to wait. You got to wait a normal amount of time because every mobile phone has a limit on it, a factory limit, so that you don't turn your mobile phone into a, a spamming marketing machine. Do you know what I mean? Not that we're spamming people. We're only SMSing people who have opted in. Uh, but yeah, you can still send your SMSs. You might be able to crank out 100 SMSs a day, but not not like us. We've got 30,000 plus people on our list. So I'd be waiting like three months or something. Once you've jailed, heck, what was it? Jail broke. Jailbreak. Jailbreak that <laughs> phone. Um, are, are you then having to send each SMS individually or is there some app that allows you to do it in bulk? That's that's the app called Bulk SMS oh, on the Android. Bulk SMS is, yeah, is yeah. the app. Okay. So you, and it, uh, you and it merges phone. the person's name in the SMS too. Oh, that's awesome. On, on your 95% um, open rate, what's your click-through rate? I am... I have a little bit of hesitation about clicking links that I receive via SMS. I don't know what it is because I've, I've, I, it's probably more dangerous doing it on your MacBook. I don't know. What's your click-through rate like? The click-through rate is similar to email. So around about 3% for, for our emails. Every business is different. Yeah, okay. But at least you're getting more people opening. So therefore, uh, more people going through. Cham, um, this last one, this last idea, focus on what matters in your business. Seems obvious. What do you mean? So when it comes to marketing, I mean, so many people say, I'm trying all these different methods. They're not working. If you kind of, once again, pair it back, 
what are the actual things that matter in your business? I have an acronym and a system I use called the Authentic Marketing Map. But the map is an acronym for meet your ideal client, ask for their time, present your offer. So what most business owners want to do, we want to meet our ideal client. How do we meet more people? On Facebook. That's the thing that is scaling right now. How do we ask for their time? We don't ask for their time by getting them to put their email address in for an ebook because an ebook isn't engaging. How many ebooks have you read in the last 10 years? Like people aren't downloading ebooks, reading them all the way to the end and then giving you a call because that's what you said on the end. It's just not happening. So we've got to ask for their time through through some type of a video or webinar or something like that. Or, a, or it could be a health check. It could be a one-on-one audit, assessment, obligation-free quote, something that delivers value though. And then the P stands for present your offer. Once you've asked for their time, you've earned the right now to present your offer. So my advice is people draw three circles on a piece of paper, just figure out. What's the number one way I'm going to meet ideal clients? What's the number one thing I'm going to ask for their time? Like come to this two-hour webinar called XYZ or come and do this free health check. I'm going to teach you these three things. And then what's the number one offer I'm going to present? Just focus on those three things. If it's not to do with those three things, just it's a distraction because the illusion for the business owner is you can do it all. There's no way you can do it all. Your to-do list from a year ago is probably smaller than it is now. You've grown in the number of things you want to do. So the question isn't, am I doing all the things? It's what's the highest priority thing? Am I working on that now? Which I've found is the marketing map. Meet your ideal client, ask for the time, present your offer, draw it up, stick it on your wall and (laughs) ask yourself, is the task I'm doing now related to this? If not, then just get with the program, so to speak. Cham, when I listen to you talk about marketing, you really, you, you've cut through all the crap. It appears very easy and it appears fun. Two things I agree. Marketing should be easy or at least simple and, and it should be fun. Why are so many small business owners still struggling with it in your view? Three reasons. Number one, they're thinking they can outsource it. Like they don't even want to try. They're just thinking, I don't know how to do this. Give it to someone else. That's why I say when you outsource your marketing, you outsource your income. In very plain language, I believe I'm a no BS kind of talker. If you've got a business, you need to know how to run it. Marketing is half your business. You don't just outsource that. That's like the restaurant owner wanting to outsource the cooking and then outsource the the marketing part and then just sit back and watch the customers roll in. It doesn't work. So number one, people just want to outsource it. Number two is their own belief systems or BS about, ah, I don't know technology or I'm not good on camera or I don't have this skill. So all of these things, you just learn them. Like how many business owners that you admire and respect, they go into new areas and they just learn the skills that need to occur. And they're all just skills, by the way. Facebook ads is a skill. Technology is a skill. Presenting the camera is a skill. No one comes out of their mother's womb knowing how to place Facebook ads or touch type or any of this stuff. Like I always make the joke, I'm not good with computers and technology just because I was born Chinese. Like you you got to learn it from scratch. So number one is outsourcing. Two is this whole belief system thing. And three, they don't focus on one thing. So I love the acronym FOCUS, follow one course until successful. They have the bright, shiny object syndrome. They chase one thing and then move to something else. And then someone tells them about how they should write a book or you know start a YouTube channel or do Instagram TV or some other hack. And now they're off onto the next thing and they never really get the results. Most people I've found to actually scale right now, it is learning how to do Facebook ads successfully opens you up to billions of people across the world. 
unlike most other marketing methods. On that point of outsourcing, Cham, there is a bit of a balance. I mean, at some point, and I do believe in working on the business, but Facebook ads could suck you down a rabbit hole. It's a bit like editing a video, you know, like five hours later, you go, wow, where did that time go? Is that time best spent or, sh- or are you suggesting they, uh, if a uh, cash flow allowing, bring an expert into the business, but just the last step would be to outsource? Depends what their budget is. You know, if you've got the budget to keep it in-house, the main thing is we're trying to keep the secret source in-house so that nobody can hold us to ransom or disappear on us and now we're left in the lurch or double their prices and we've got no choice to pay. The problem I have with other marketing agencies is they will never give you the secret source. Their best outcome for you is you're reliant on them forever. And as a business owner, from one business owner to another, that's not the best place to be. And if you think about successful owners like, you know, Steve Jobs or Mark Zuckerberg or, you know, Tesla, whoever it is, not Tesla, Elon Musk, they know all of the major important parts of their business. They, they don't hire, Apple isn't hiring an agency to rebrand their new, you know, iPod or iPad or anything like It happens in-house, happens from the top because it's so important. So yeah, like, like David Packard said, co-founder of Hewlett Packard, Marketing is too important to be left to the marketing department. So hire someone else to do the grunt work for sure, but you need to know the secret source. Hallelujah, brother. Great advice, Cham. I I love talking to you. You certainly speak my language when it comes to marketing. Authentic.com.au forward slash Timbo is where everyone can uh, register for Cham's series of webinars that he's got coming up in June and July I highly encourage you to join them. And mate, um, I look forward to having you back next year and seeing uh, what you, whether your top six have changed and what's been added and deleted. I probably will. Thanks for having me, Tim. Well, there you go, team. Cham Tang of Authentic Education. Good guy. And I love the way he makes marketing sound so easy. It's a lot easier than you think. Just try some of the stuff he shares. Here's what grabbed my attention from talking with Cham. Attention grabber number one. I love Cham's mindset around using video for all three stages of the marketing funnel. So I want you to ask yourself this question at the end of this episode. How can your business take advantage of video in all three, I'm going to say four stages, including post-purchase stages of your marketing funnel? Attention grabber number two. I love Cham's use of SMS marketing. I've got to say, like my phone, as I said, is the place where I receive the least amount of marketing. So there's that great saying, when everyone else is shouting, whisper, right? And SMS right now is a channel where people are shouting on social media. So come and have a little whisper on, on, your, on people's phones. You might get noticed. Attention grabber number three... I love Cham's idea of being the face of your business. Like he said, everyone else is scared, which makes it a real competitive advantage. Remember, it's about your customers, not about you. So do more video. That's what grabbed my attention. Whatever grabbed yours, big, small, or in-between ideas, please just block out some time and implement them. It's time to reward another motivated listener for taking some serious marketing action. And today's winner is Maths tutor Jason Yasino 
of learningspace.net.au. Well done to you, Jason. And here's what he had to say. He says, hey, Timbo, my name is Jason and I'm a mathematics high school teacher that runs, I was going to say ruins, but he runs a tutoring business in Castle Hill called Learning Space. The big thing that I've picked up is the follow-up idea from your show. Now, when a new student is on board, I contact the parents after the first lesson. The feedback I get is invaluable, and I've increased the chances of that student staying on, bringing more revenue into my business. Well, hey, isn't that exactly what Cham talked about? Is building that kind of emotional connection with people, and in this case, Jason's doing it by video, and his retention rate's gone up. No surprise. Well done, Jason of learningspace.net.au for listening and for implementing. You have won a full range of Liars Spirits valued at 500 bucks, a copy of Jamie Mustard's book, The Iconist, a Bonjoro license, vouchers from Flora and Fauna and Tradies, some Mr. Lee's noodles, your promotion on this show, and a backlink in the show notes. Well done, buddy. Everyone else, if you want to enter the Monster Prize draw, just send an email to me, tim at timreed.com.au. That's R-E-I-D. Tell me one idea that you've learnt from listening to this episode or to this podcast, really, and after implementing it, what impact it's had on your business. If I read it out on air, you win. Well, how'd you enjoy that? Feel free to drop me a line over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com slash 504 and let me know. Maybe you've got a comment, a question, a little bit of constructive feedback. Come on, have a go. I've got a tough skin. Hey, there's plenty more where this came from on the Podcast One Australia app, plus you'll find my entire archive of episodes and blog posts over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. Next time we catch up with Sebastian Terry of 100 Things fame. His story will completely blow you away. It did me. If you're getting value from listening, then please let other business owners know about the podcast, which was presented by me, Timbo Reed and skillfully put together by the delicate yet very hardy team at Podcast One Australia. Until next time, thanks so much for tuning in. Now get out there and take action. Listener.